Today in Read to Succeed, we're talking to Victoria Lee of £100 Social about a particular book that's been hugely influential in developing her business. Thank you very much, Victoria, for agreeing to stay on and participate in Read to Succeed. So what I'm really interested to do is to hear from you. One, well, It doesn't need to be one book. It could be multiple books. I'd like to know about books that you've read that have inspired you like to know what they are, what they're about, and what is it that's really influenced you or, or you know, had a significant impact on you, which has helped you on your journey so far. So uh, I just picked one book. So the book I yep. picked is called It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work, and it's by the founders of Basecamp. Basecamp is an online project management system. Are you familiar with that? I am, and I've read, I'm just trying to think of it. It must have been that book. I don't remember the title, but I read the Basecamp book and the whole concept about management and that. But I won't interrupt. You carry on. It's your story. You tell me. Yeah, no, so I find, I find it fascinating because I think there's two, as a founder, there's two big influences. There's one kind of camp that tells you that you, you're probably familiar as well with the book called the four hour work week and there's one camp that tells you that to be a successful founder you basically don't you know you need to set a company where you can completely remove yourself and do you know an hour a day and that's that's your job done and if you're working more than that you've kind of failed and then at the other side of the spectrum you've got the camp where you need to be working Saturdays, you need to be working Sundays, you need to be working 14 hours a day. And if you're not like putting your blood, sweat and tears into your company, you've also failed. Yeah. Um, and it's quite hard when you're founding a business to know, like, what are you actually aiming for? What kind of founder do you want to be or do you need to be to make your business succeed? And I really like the Basecamp book because it is literally a middle ground between the two. And it points out things that I think are really important that if the way you work as a founder is the way that your team are going to work if you're working 14 hours a day your team are going to feel like they have to work 14 hours yeah. a day just to do a good job um that's going to affect their mental health it's going to affect probably the, their output because nobody can be productive 14 hours a day um and this book kind of talked about getting that middle ground where you have a team where you have very set hours, you have a team that's productive um, and you create a stress free environment at your work where there's that kind of not the expectation that people are going to be running themselves into the ground. Um, and that was very impactful for me because I have struggled with trying to work out how what kind of environment to create or how to create an environment, especially yeah. when running a remote company. Yeah, and I think because my memory of it's a bit sketchy because it's, I don't know how long ago, it was quite a while ago I read, read the book or a book about Basecamp. And for what I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think they're spread around the world, some of their staff, and I think one of the one of the main guys, I think he was a computer programmer, he was from somewhere in Europe, I think, if I remember right. Is, is that right? I think it's a US company. It is a US company, but I think one of the guys that got involved, I think there's two American guys, and I think that there was another guy who was from Spain or something like that got involved. And I think, if I remember right, they've got people kind of all over the place, they're, they're a bit like your business. Uh, there's quite a few satellite employees. And one of the things I remember from the book is their whole software, they went down, they went kept it really simple. They mm -hmm. said that there's so many other people with a software that does much more than theirs, but they deliberately kept it super simple. 
and that was being part of their key to their success, I believe, is they just kept it really simple, but it did it really, really well, whereas there's other software that could do much more, much flasher in that, but they'd found their niche and, uh, and had done well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you'll, I think, remember more than me, but is that, am I kind of on the right track there with what I'm remembering? Yeah, definitely. And I think that message as well with the keeping your, you know, that core software niche is really important to me as well because of the way my company is trying to focus on our core products and not get distracted by adding on tons of add-ons. And I think it is for any company like Basecamp figured out, if you offer a core product, you can offer a really amazing product. And if you try and offer everything, everything's going to get diluted. Um, yeah. So that kind of thought or mentality I, I also found really interesting from the blog yeah a very interesting business from what i remember quite a different approach they're not into being super big they didn't want to be super big they're quite happy being a contained size so they didn't want to go down the route of uh, of others and become this big huge ipo and you know become this massive company they've really wanted to keep it boutique and um, successful within their parameters that were comfortable for them yeah, and I found that really interesting as well, that for most companies, increasing financially is the goal. And for them, it was more about, you know, we're making enough money that we're comfortable and we're happy and we want to make a really a work environment that's comfortable for people who work for us as well. And it's not just about chasing that bottom line, um, yeah. which is actually a really nice perspective when you compare it to the way that most companies are run. And even if you are running a company where you want to scale it up, it's good to keep it. I think it's good to step back and get that perspective that actually your bottom line isn't necessarily the most important thing all the time, especially when you've got people working for you and you're growing a team. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it, it's said so often, but your business really is your team. And, you know, getting the right people in your business is, is absolutely critical. You know, it's the it's the foundation blocks of your business. You know, if you have the wrong people, then that can just severely hamper and undermine your business. But if you get the right people and they're all on the same, you know, page, then your business can start to really sing. But the challenge is finding that, though, isn't it? Challenge is finding it. And the challenge is also keeping good people once you've got someone who's really good, um, making sure that they want to stay with you and that they're getting everything they need, not only financially from the role, but they're growing in that role. I think the ongoing challenge for small businesses is often you get somebody in a role and they don't see a way up because there's not necessarily a role for them to be promoted to. So as a founder, it's hard to keep thinking, okay, how can I make sure this person feels like they're growing and they're learning in their role, even though the role is not necessarily drastically going to change? Yeah. Yeah, that's not an easy, not an easy thing to do. But I guess with your motivation, you're going to quickly grow the business. So they'll they'll grow into new jobs as the business grows, I guess. <laughs> if it works like that, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah, nice. it's interesting, you know, you bringing up that book because now having you brought that up the book looking back, I can really see, you know, the influence that book has had on you and, and the business. So it's interesting. No, it's had, it has a lot of influence. It's good. I liked it and made me like take a step back and think, yeah, there's a different way to run your business. You don't have to be, you know, chasing the finances every month. You don't, you know, there, there are other perspectives that you need to consider. And I think there's a lot of online founder communities um, and they're great to be part of, but they can sometimes make you forget about the different perspectives and that scaling up your business isn't necessarily the only goal. And it's, yeah. It might be 
important goal, but there should be other goals as well. And isn't it refreshing to read a book that, that gives you quite a different perspective? It doesn't mean that you are ultimately maybe undertake that perspective, but it's just good to be thought provoking to get you thinking a different way, because it's so easy for us to be guided down a certain channel of thought. Yeah. So when you get a book that's it's coming from quite a different perspective, it's great to then challenge you and make you pause and go, well, okay, there actually is some other ideas here. Maybe I don't necessarily agree with them all, um, but there could be some bits out of what I could take and come up with a bit of a different um, result in the end. Yeah, definitely. And those are the best books because they make you think and reconsider your ideas and your perceptions. Yeah. And just to just to finally wrap it up, any sort of regrets or do you miss your former life in the media and journalism? Um, I think there's always that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to do since I was younger. So I do part of me would always wonder what would have happened if I'd kept persevering and doing that job. But practically, I do still have some very small issues with my back and I don't think it probably withstand that kind of lifestyle. So yeah. I think all in all, all in all, this has been the better option. Yeah. Uh, and one, one other question I like to ask people now, because I'm doing a little unofficial poll, your reading. Okay. So do you like a physical book? Do you like, you know, something like a Kindle? Do you like audio books? How, how do you read and how frequently do you read and what style? So I like physical books. I don't like Kindles because I like having the book and then being able to yep. put it on my bookshelf and then see it afterwards. Um, I do like audio books as well. And sometimes when I listen to an audio book that I absolutely love, I then go and order the physical book so yep. I can put it on the bookshelf. Um, but I'm not really into Kindle. I spend all day looking at screens. So when I finish work, I quite yeah. like to not look at any more screens i totally get that i totally get I'm, I'm much the same um i do i do have a kobo actually but i predominantly like reading physical books or reading the newspaper because yeah. i'm online all day yeah. so i'm not online so it's just just to give my eyes a break from that medium and have something different so that's why i do it so much like you the other thing is how frequently do you read and what type of books do you read I read, I normally have a book on the go and how quickly I get through it depends on how busy I am. Uh, maybe like one book a month, maybe every six weeks. And yeah. um, how I probably read like two or three times a week. But I, the reason I like audio books is I can listen to them when I'm doing other stuff. So I can go for a walk and listen and then I can get through books a lot quicker than if I have to sit down and physically read it. Yeah. And what about fiction versus nonfiction? What, what sort of types of books do you like to read? What topics? So generally I read fiction. The uh, base camp book is probably an exception. I don't read loads of um, kind of nonfiction. Um, but topics I like, I love like Ken Follett books, uh, yep. any kind of history kind of fiction books, um, like new literature. Um, I'm going to forget her name. No, I can't. It's gone. Um, yeah, any, any kind of new fiction, I'm always interested to see what's coming out. And I'm part of yep. the book. So I get lots of, re I read quite varied books because of the book club I'm in. Um, yeah. So that you end up reading books you wouldn't necessarily choose. Sometimes that's a disaster and sometimes they can be quite good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you contributing to it. I think reading is just one way in which we can all upskill ourselves and it can be a lot of fun. And um, it's a great way to take a time out from our day and, and either go into the world of fiction 
or learn some inspirational stories about other people in their lives. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoy doing it. I don't do it enough, but I certainly enjoy reading, and I'm hoping through this podcast to encourage people and inspire people with some suggested other books to read. One of the things, though, just as we go, I, I need to do myself is actually write down all the books I've read. I don't have a record, and I really regret it because – you forget the titles and I just would like to have a record of each book I read and just a little blurb to remind myself what the book's about. Because I don't know about you, but I kind of start to forget, you know, and people go, oh, well, what, what's the last book you read? And I'll be like thinking for a bit, oh, I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> yeah. There's a good platform called Good uh, Goodreads online and if you make your account on there and you can record each book you've read and it's great because then you can look back after like three years and see all the books you've read. I like using that as like a record. I think I'm going to have to join Goodreads so I can do that. I was on a, a podcast the other day and they asked me, you know, what this book I'd read last. And it's like on the spot because I wasn't warned about it. I couldn't actually remember exactly what book it was I'd read last. I think having something on Goodreads would be quite handy, actually. Yeah, definitely. No, it's a good platform. It's interesting because then you can see what other people thought about the books you've read as well. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, Victoria. And yeah, look forward to staying in touch in the future. Yeah, definitely. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on.